Well, good evening. Here we are once again, Course of Love. As you know, and what we've established here, we come together not only to read from the text from A Course of Love, but as the, he, Jesus tells us many times throughout this work, particularly in the Dialogues Unveiled, it's about coming together in union and relationship and to share, to dialogue. Yes, read the text, feel the words, but it's not a book to study. It's a book to feel. And as we speak, and there's no curriculum in this particular hour and a half, we're not, we don't have to do seven paragraphs. We do what we're just going to go with the flow. We've done that for the last couple of weeks, and it works great. So the floor is open. You know, whenever you feel something moves you, even not involving what we might have read, if something speaks to you that you need to share, we're here. So with that said, I'm glad to uh, uh, invite Judy, Charles, Reverend Bill, Yvonne, and Lana. And some, was that you, Reverend Bill, coming back in? Hello? Why, good evening. Yes, I did. Uh, that was strange. When I uh, called in to check mm-hmm. in, it said that there was nobody on the call. And this was uh, like five minutes after five. It was strange. But I had faith, so I called back. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we were here. (laughs) Is Gloria joining us this evening? She's on her way home now. She's had a couple of doctor appointments today. Uh, So that's up in the air, whether or not she's going to be with us. But she, she knows that this is going on, and she might be trying to get here to join us. So thank you. All right. So like I said, you know, we have no agenda. We will be, you know, reading Chapter 5, Source of Your Call, the Source of Your Call. But uh, let's just take a few minutes now and just kind of settle in. Take a few breaths. Bring your mind and your heart together to your heart center. Feel the love. Feel the energy of all the souls around you or on the phone or who you think about. Just just take it all in. And listen to these words just to center ourselves. We move easily in the flow of life. We are radiantly and enthusiastically alive. We are free from tension, stress, and strain. We go forward in the flow of life, unhurried and unworried. Doesn't that feel nice? We go forward in the flow of life. So just let's relax into that. Let's feel that flow of life. And here we are. The floor is open if anybody just from the get-go, wants to bring something forward to start off any dialogue, to hear maybe an answer from someone or just sometimes sharing something that needs to be said, feel the love around them as it's being shared, and just express. Express love, warmth, caring, and gratitude. You know, that's the one thing I I find 
I find I'm so grateful. There's so many things to be grateful for, from the smallest to the largest. And even when there isn't anything to be grateful, I say, thank you, God. Thank you for all I have. Thank you. But there's always something to be thankful for and grateful for. And it's the, and it's the souls on the journey with me. And there are five of you now that are with me, and I'm, I'm so happy to have you all here. Thank you for being here. And while I have everyone here, I want to make mention, and I said it earlier, Next Wednesday, I'll be away. I'm going on a little vacation, just a couple of days away. And um, uh, we have a choice. Someone can step up and say, you will operate the call, or we just let it go for the week. I'm leaving it up to the majority. When we operate the call, does that, we, we don't have the ability to record it, do we? So well, I yeah, we do. Oh, we you do. do. I can give you. There's yes. number. Yeah, there's a, a. You come in on a special phone number, and then you hit certain things. Reverend Bill, you're accustomed oh. to it, right? And uh, we lost him again. Oh, maybe. He's got a bad connection tonight. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Reverend Bill, are you there? Oh. Oh, yeah, I've been a good soldier. I've been on mute. Oh, you're so good. But you, 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 you did hear my announcement, right? You heard what I said about next week? Um, yeah, let's see. Next Wednesday. That's August 2nd, right? I mm-hmm. think I... Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, um, I should be able to do that if we if we want to have a gathering. That'd be really great if you can. Okay. You know, I probably I, you know I'm not I'm still going to be in the night. I'm just, I'm going up to Maine, and you know I might even be able at eight o'clock come in on my myself so but I want and just in case I can't cannot because I'm going you know with a bunch of people you know to this crab crab lobster fest up in Maine and who knows I might be so full of lobster I can't talk <laughs> <laughs> well you should anyway. be able to, you should be full of it without worrying about it so that's all right. <laughs> right. Yeah, as long as it, you know, if I have a backup, if I can, I'll be on. If not, you know. Um, Beautiful. Beautiful. I'll miss you all. I really will. Yeah. Ah, so let's get started. Mm. So again, is there anyone that would like to just open up the, the evening with sharing? Anything on your mind you need to say, mention, talk about? Hi. Um, yeah, Paula, I, I loved what you said. Um, we move forward in the flow of life. You know, I didn't, I didn't always do that. You know, there was a time long ago <laughs> where I was quite a control freak and I wanted to take charge of my life, plan it out, 
fix what I thought needed fixing or attempt to. And um, it was so exhausting, you know, and I didn't even realize how exhausting it was until I learned a different way of being. And it was just like how you described the call. You know, it is what it is. It unfolds. You know, it's like life unfolds before us and we just step into it. You know, the when the path, the path is made out for us and I find I function so much better that way. I function so much easier. Now, you know, I also realize that I'm retired and even before I retired, I was a freelance artist. So I was at home and I could, you know, my day could flow. Unless I had a real important deadline I had to meet. But for the most part, learning to live my life with it. It's like a joining where I uh, a join with, a, with life. It's, it's like um, having a, re- a relationship with it. You know, we're in a relationship anyway, only it takes a while for us to recognize it. And making that relationship one that's just effortless, one that just unfolds before me. I never know from day to day what's going to happen. The only thing that's planned, I think, are my doctor's appointments. But other than that, each day just unfolds however it's going to unfold. And um, and Jesus told me a long time ago, you know, when I had to make a decision about what to do, you know, I was to stop and pause, go within, and look at what would bring Lana peace in that moment. What would bring Lana joy in that moment? What would bring Lana happiness in that moment? And to go from there. Because um, I found that a peaceful mind is also a powerful mind. And um, it allows for the universe just to take over and plan my day for me in, in God's will. And his will for me is perfect happiness. And personally, I don't care how perfect happiness shows up. <laughs> you know, I just want to be a part of it. So you're, when you mentioned that about we move forward in the flow of life, it just reminded me of, you know, oh, wow, yeah, that's how I structure my day. My, I have, that's how I unstructure my day, I should say. So anyway, I'm complete. Thank you all for listening. Oh, that was great. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, was beautiful. Thank you Anna. so Thank much. You. Wow. Yeah. If I may uh, add to what you're saying, I was out visiting my niece. Uh, she's had quite the uh, life upbringing uh, and uh, a lot of anger was in her life and she's a very controlling person. Highly controlling. She doesn't seem to have any sort of calmness about her when she talks she has this anger in her voice yet she puts a positive spin behind it and uh i realize that uh, the forgiveness aspect of being of letting go and going in uh letting go and going in for, for forgiveness it's not an easy concept because of the how justified we feel in our upsetness. So I appreciate your sharing that and the realization that we all go through that process. Thank you. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, thank you, Charles, and thank you, Lana, for your sharing, for just opening. I, I, I get it. I feel like this is opening up this space here. And Charles, let me ask you, is your, your niece's name Reverend Bill? Uh, <laughs> he's probably Reverend Bill Jr., maybe. <laughs> I think it's a family trait, though. I really do. <laughs> Let's get a show of hands of everyone who can relate to the matter of the time, the need to be in control, to be in charge of life. How that got us here to where we are now. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, take your hands off the wheel. Oh, God, I tell myself that all You can only take so much. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Exhausting. It, mentally and physically exhausting. I, I yeah. truly believe we wear ourselves out. That's what happens to these bodies. We just wear them out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Step back and let God, let go and let God. I always remember those four words, you know, in unity, and they printed in these daily words. It's always, let go, let God. Yeah. Yeah, it's so easy to say. Yeah, just a lot of times I have arguments in my head, and I realize, where's my focus? Where's my intention? Where am I giving my attention? And then I go inside, and I thank God for just to be here to express and to feel the love of a, a beautiful presence, the divine moment, mm. lit by the spark of the, the great rays of God's love. And uh, the, the, the argument goes away, you know, it just dissipates. Uh, because I changed my focus, I changed my attention, I went inside, I, I gave up giving purpose to something that, that has no purpose to it. So yeah. to me, that's my letting go of my arguments that go inside my head. So, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I do get in a lot of arguments. <laughs> so I have a lot of good, good, good times inside. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I can certainly relate. <laughs> I'm complete with that. Thank certainly. you. Thanks, Charles. I can relate to that. I was, um, I would, while you were sharing, all of you were sharing, and again, thank you so much, all of you who just shared. I was searching um, to find that time, that place in my life where I felt that I needed that kind of control and all the anger that I had inside of me. Uh, there was no place for it to go. There was no expression given to it. And I remember all the years that I spent in therapy and running to counselors and therapists and, and 12-step programs and the whole nine yards. And finally, the one thing did, it was the 12-step program, actually. When I got down to um, doing a fourth step, I decided that if I was going to do this, I was going to be like all in. And I just, I, I don't know for how many years I, you know, I actually did my fourth and my fifth. However, I continued by writing everything down. I mean, I had probably, I can't even begin to count the number of Hilroy five 
subject journals that I went through in terms of writing everything down, all my anger, all my resentment, all of the internal arguments that I had that were usually with people, my family mostly. And finally, it just, it, I got it all out. I mean, it took years of doing nothing but writing and reflecting and remembering to get it all out. And only then, only at that point, and it came in increments, only at that point was I able to get little flashes, little moments where the voices weren't chirping at me, little moments where I felt actual peace, little moments where I felt actual forgiveness, little moments where I understood that it wasn't them at all. This was all me and my expectations of how they all should be behaving or not behaving. And it was just a lengthy, onerous process. And I'm really glad that I, I took the time and devoted all the time that I did to it. Um, and of course, the reason being today is that, frankly, I could care less. You know, I just realized that expecting my mother to be any different than who she was was like expecting my cat to start barking like a dog. It was insane. It was ridiculous. And I finally got it. I even saw the humor in it. And so it just, it absolutely just dissipated. And so now when anything triggers me, now when anything comes up, I usually have at my hand anywhere of another number of different, a half dozen different techniques that I can use to stop it in its tracks. Mostly I just remember what the feeling of peace feels like and I just go ahead and experience it. It's almost like your rays, Charles. And it's just a feeling that I experience that said, that says to me, peace is here. There's nothing to worry about. God's got your back. Everything else is nonsense. But I do remember the feelings and the, and the, and the discomfort involved. And oh my God. So anyway, that, that's pretty much it for me. So thanks. I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you. That's great, Judy. Great to thanks, hear that. Thanks, Judy. Um, thank you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just thanking Judy. Ah, uh, reminds me of that phrase uh, in the course of Mir- uh, course of miracles. I have a kingdom I must rule. <laughs> uh, we're yeah. each focal points within the great ray of divine uh, radiance of God's love, and as a focal point, we have lords over the worlds that we've entered into, the worlds that we. Uh, find ourselves in. And I say the world's born within me, then I was born within the world. And uh, being Lord over something is always meaning I need to look to that which gives me that ability to rule. That which gives me the ability to have dominion over. That which is the light which let me into being, the light of pure awareness itself. And this is what I've been going going through for the past little while now is remembering that I am but a focal point within the great uh, cosmic ray of being itself, as we all, each and every one that I meet is that focal point in their own world lit by that light that we're all lit by within that light of awareness of pure holiness, of pure grace. And... Uh, uh, I am Lord over the world in which I find myself in. And how do I determine how I rule is where I give my attention to and where I allow 
the greater light to shine in and through and into my world. So this has been my lesson for the last little while, is to learning to give my attention and my time more and more to remembering that. Mm. Thank you. I'm complete. That's beautiful. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I love that lesson. Um, you know, I I have a kingdom that I must roll. You know, it's very, truth is so paradoxical because you find that, or I found when I gave up all control, I acquired all control. Only it was oh, yeah. a different kind of a control. As I gave up everything to God, as I gave my life over to God, and just focused on where I would place my focus. You know, when I decided that I rolled my mind, um, you know, then I could, I, I, it was a great discovery because I had the power within me to decide where I was going to place my focus and attention. You know, mm. I, you know, we all familiar with when we leave the present moment, it's like time traveling. You know, we go into, you know, our regrets about the past, our worries about the future. I usually compare it to like a trip to Disneyland. It's like <laughs> Adventureland, Tomorrowland, Fantasyland. You know, it's like we just, instead of being present with God, but at any moment, regardless, even regardless of whether I'm upset or what's going on with me, pain, emotional or physical, I always have the power to bring my focus back to this present moment and connect with God and join with God in that holy relationship. And then pretty much God just picks up the ball from there and heals what needs to be healed or gives me the guidance that I need, resolves whatever's going on. And the only thing I have to do is keep my mind focused on the kingdom and I find myself in the kingdom, you know, and it's it's mm-hmm. about it's about not worrying about the outer picture, but being at peace in the present moment, uh, and that just works for me all the time, regardless of Amen. what situation presents itself. So Excellent. anyway, all your yeah. your share reminded me of that. So thank you, thank you, Lana. That thank you, Lana. That is very, very true for me today. However, I have to confess that, you know, in my younger years and growing up and, and into adulthood and so on and so forth, I was a mess, okay, which is why I had to do so much work on myself. I probably, you know, anyway, no, I'm not comparing myself to anybody. I'm just saying that I had to do a lot of work on myself, and it was tedious. And I'm it sorry. was never ending. Go ahead, laugh. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I said, I'm glad that weren't I did Weren't we it. all in Weren't we God all in yeah. well, God. I don't know. I'm just saying that I was. We're I was a work in okay. progress. God, couldn't I you was. clean this mess up before I got here? No. That's that an opportunity. This is how. This is why I came to this life. I had, mm-hmm. I had a big mess, okay, and it was up to me to clean it up. And for Amen. years... It, you know, and for years, I wanted it to be somebody else's, anybody else's <laughs> responsibility other than mine. You know, for years, I yeah. fought against it. And then mm, one right. day, my eight-year-old daughter said to me, 
after I'd gone through some kind of a rant about God knows what. And she, said, she just looked at me and she said, you know, Mom, if I've got a barrel full of apples and they fall on the ground and some of them are rotten, it's up to me to pick them up and throw them away. Eight years old with this wisdom. You know? oh, and I wow. just sat there with my mouth open and I just looked at her and I just said, you know something, sweetheart? You're right. <laughs> wow. You're absolutely right. No, she was, I think she was born wise or whatever. Anyway, she hasn't changed much. She's still the same. But in any event, it was so true. You know, out of the mouths yeah. of babes. <clears throat> right. And so, you know, but that was one of my big lessons. One of my biggest challenges was me having to clean up my own messes. Yeah. And it took me a while because I was a mess. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I was. I was completely I just an absolute massive mess. And it did. It took me a long time. But I can honestly say that today I do not feel that way at all. Today I am so much at peace. Beautiful. And I feel yeah. it. I feel it. Yeah. I got knocked off my peaceful. Oh, I show mm-hmm. my God. I remember uh, one of the anniversary dates I had, my son decided he wanted to give me my, uh, I think it was my 19 or 20th, I can't even remember, so long ago. And, you know, and one of the things he did say, you know, and was that he has seen me and work. What? Into their lives. No, Somebody has asked. Sure, he yeah. came them, but it didn't cause... Who's... Um, no, I don't know who that is. Wow. Okay. Whatever... whatever. Um, one yeah. of the things that he noticed and acknowledged was the fact that I had done a tremendous amount of work. And, of course, he comes from the same family, so he has a good idea of the family background and, of course, the intense and immense amount of work that I needed to do. But you know what? I signed up for it. It was my choice to come, and it was my choice to do whatever it was that I needed to do in this life. And all mm-hmm. I can say now is that I am so grateful to be at the place I am, which is purely a place of peace. And whenever I find myself knocked off of it, sometimes I can get right back on. Sometimes it takes me a day or two, or sometimes it takes me two or three weeks. It doesn't matter. As long as yeah. I know that the focus is there and that I'm able to do it, I have that ability. We all have that ability. Yeah. We all have that ability. That's one of our greatest strengths. It's one of the things that we're endowed with. It's one of the things that it's our inheritance, it's our birthright, is that ability to put ourselves in a place of peace. And it's always my choice whether to do it or not. I know. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's just, I find it so, you know, whatever my mind is wrapped around, so consuming and so, Mm -hmm. you know, I I just get so tired sometimes. Like, oh, what is it going to stop? You know. Oh, God, honey, I know. Yeah, it just takes everything, you know. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it does. In some form, it comes, it comes. It does. Yeah. It always does, yeah. It always does come back. That's the, that's the ability that we were endowed with. We have it. It's ours. It's you ours. Know, it I just know that. It's the right word to keep remembering. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. It's a, it's a, it's, yeah. It's the it's struggle. Itself, yeah. It's the struggle that strengthens the wings. Mm-hmm. If you want to fly mm-hmm. with yeah. the angels, you have to struggle in the cocoon. Yeah, and that's true. This is the cocoon we find ourselves in, in the struggle. Yeah. And this so worth it, strengthens, it strengthens everything about us. It's like yeah, a beautiful Instagram uh, thing is woman looks in the mirror and sees herself all old and decrepit. And the self in the mirror says, you've just been polished and clean with a beautiful jewel inside. So when it releases, yeah. you can fly with the angels. 
Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's just the cocoon of life that we're in. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, One thing I do want to mention is, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, keep keep going. Yeah, okay, I just wanted to say that in all of the travails and all of the work and all of the everything, it wasn't just writing. It was a lot of talking, a lot of sharing with others, um, and there was probably an ocean's worth of tears that I that I shed. Um, you know, I mean, everything just had to come out, and it doesn't matter how it comes out, yeah. whether it's laughter or it's crying, whatever. And I went through both. I went through the whole range of emotions just to get rid of all of that stuff that was bottled up in me, all of that anger, all of that resentment. And all of yeah. that that I felt justified in, you know, that was, that's the key. I forget who mentioned it earlier, um, mm-hmm. that we feel justified, but it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. I know I did. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. I'm done. But, but you know, and then you look back and you think, you know, what you put yourself through, which was so needless, but we needed, you know, that was part <laughs> of the journey. You know, and, and you catch your breath and you say, I am where I am now because mm-hmm. of what I went to put myself through. It was Absolutely. part of the plan. It Absolutely. was, you know. Yeah. Oh, I agree, Paula, 100%. Yeah. I have no and regrets, none. Yeah. But, you know, he tells us right in this work, you are where you are right now, where you're supposed mm-hmm. to be. You are who mm-hmm. you are now. And all that struggle and anguish and judgment, and it was really so unnecessary. <laughs> he never saw <laughs> anything. And, the, you know, the, 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 the love we are, the, the purity that we are, the, the holiness, and yet we, mm-hmm. I, I say we, you know, I had to put myself yes, in the muck, you know, and keep <laughs> judging and questioning and anger and, Oh, and I was mm-hmm. such a spiteful little child. Like, I would do things spitefully because I was so angry. Oh, I, yeah, like, it's a, you know, it's like, tough. yeah, like, when I think back, yeah. like, you know, my grandmother raised me and my aunt, and uh, there was such an anger, and they used to buy me a nice something, and I'd break it just to sh- It was like, that. that's a, mm-hmm. a kid in trouble, you know? Just mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think back, what a spiteful little girl I was. But anyway. That was then and this is now, baby. Yep. And now, yeah, and now we're all grown up and we can talk to those little kids inside of us who still feel threatened and angry and and resentful you, you and do, judgmental. Do you really feel grown up? <laughs> Actually, you know something, for the, for the first time in my life, I really do. Well, maybe not. I mean, the last five, six, seven years. I have been working oh. towards this pinnacle. And yeah, I do. I do. I don't have an angry little kid in me anymore. Yeah, there really I, is I very little that triggers me. And I just yeah. had something huge happen. And I saw my reaction yeah. to it. I even said to my husband, do you believe this? <laughs> you know, and he just laughed. It's like, you know, years <laughs> ago, I probably would have had a temper tantrum that would have, you know, well, we won't go there. But in any event, yeah. I was just so calm about the whole thing. <laughs> That's good. I was. That's I was just good. so so calm about the whole thing, and it doesn't matter. It's like so what. Mm. So to so me, what? that is one of the greatest gifts that I have received yes. as a result of all of the work that I did. Yeah. Yeah. 
I like so let's the, uh, do some reading. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Reading. Sounds good. So I'll, I'll just back up a little bit into chapter 24. No, chapter 4. Don't ask me regular numbers. <laughs> and that was, the title of chapter 4 was The Call to Who You Are. Very apropos. And he says to us, in one of the paragraphs going from that chapter. Ah, let's see how we put this. Um, well, this, he, because he told us about adjusting our thoughts and our thinking patterns. And he goes, while this adjustment of your thinking may not seem to be the miracle that it truly is, as your awareness of it grows, it is going to raise it to a level you will come to think as an ability. As your old way of responding to life causes you to struggle or resist, and the new way of thinking replaces that old pattern with a new pattern of response, you will begin to see that each new response is the answer to the call that your heart alone can hear. As I have said, your heart has now become your eyes and ears. Your heart is only one call, one voice, the language of one source, that of unity. So with that said, Judy, would you like to start us off with the source of your call, paragraph one? And then Mm, each will take a paragraph from that point on, and then it's Charles, Reverend Bill, Yvonne, do three, four, and five, and Lana, six, and maybe Gloria will join us and do seven. Okay? Okay. Okay. In order for you to more fully understand the life that this course calls you to, we must also talk of another aspect of being called. While we have concluded that when you listen to your heart, you hear and are able to respond to the one call, this does not mean that this one call has but one request to make of you as in a call to be a minister, nor that it will come in but one form, as in a call to action. We have talked heretofore about a calling you feel from within, as if you are listening to a new voice that would reveal your talents and desires to you. This type of calling comes as a light shone into the darkness and is revelatory in nature. Other calls will come as announcements, signs, or even as seeming demands. All call you to the present where response is able to be given. All call you back to who you are. Whoa, Charles. Mm. Thank you. Five, two. Again, let me stress the present moment nature of being called. Our call is at its most basic level a means of communication. If you are not listening, you will not hear the calls that are meant for you. If you are looking only for a specific type of call, you will miss many unlearning and learning opportunities. Thus recognition of the different calls that may now be heard is necessary. Thank you. 
The call that comes first, excuse me, the call that comes in the form of an announcement is a call that carries with it no ambiguity. The certainty of an announcement can alert you that it is time to act. This might be considered the highest form of call, the call from the already accomplished to the already accomplished. Such a call signals an end to learning from the lessons of the past and a beginning of learning from the new. This course itself is such a call, an announcement of your readiness for the new. This is the all-encompassing call and is not about specifics. Because it is not about specifics, you may find yourself still wondering what to do. Thus, you must be aware of the calls that assist you in knowing what to do. Okay, Reverend Bill, thanks. Okay, these calls you may think of as signs, like literal signposts along a roadway. They alert you to turn your attention in a particular direction. Calls that seem to come in the form of demand are often calls that come to you from within. Oh, from within the teaching and the learning ground of relationships. <laughs> you may be literally called to account for certain attitudes or behaviors. You may also be called upon to call others to account for their attitudes or behaviors. Yes. Okay. Um, I think I'm next, right, Lana? Yep. Yes, go ahead, Lana. Right. These last two calls, the call that appears in the form of a sign and the call that comes in the form of a demand, are about specifics in a way that the call that comes as an announcement is not. They represent the remnants of learning from the past, the final breaking of old patterns. They may seem to signal difficult times, but they are times that must be gotten through and lessons that need to be allowed to pass through you. Reverend Bill, had Gloria joined us in the meantime? Hi, Hello. I am here. I'm listening. I just came oh, out of the... Hi, Gloria. It's hot and um, cooling down. <laughs> Yeah. Can you read, Gloria? Thank you. One last, one last paragraph. Um, which one would it be? <laughs> Number seven. Number seven. <clears throat> okay, I will try, okay? <clears throat> Until you have fully integrated the truth that giving and receiving are one, you will not fully believe that needs are not luck until you have fully integrated the truth 
that giving and receiving <clears throat> are one you will not realize that dependency is a matter of the independency of all that exists in relationship. Thus, all the, all the calls that come to you in the form of sing, signs or demands will be calls that assist you in integrating this learning <clears throat> and making it one with who you are. This lesson will bring you are uh, the mistake. These lessons will bring you who you are into focus within your mind to the vehicle of your heart. Complete. Amen. Thank, Thank you. you all. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, this is really... Wow. Yeah. If I may... Uh, comment um please thank you he said somewhere in here about pass through be able to pass through um i just recently got some uh earthing mats for my bed and and an earthing sheet as well and i'm realizing that um unless I'm actually physically on the ground with my feet planted in the earth, I tend to hold on to stuff longer. So now I'm resting on these mats and I'm feeling no sense and urge to do things anymore. I'm just more or less, okay, I'm listening now and I feel like I want to listen. I feel like I'm not, no longer being distracted from the ability to listen. So this is where I'm at when it comes to pass-through. It's the relationship with that pass-through, whether I am being distracted into the doing rather than allowing the listening to occur. So thank you for complete with my sharing. Thank you, Charles. That's awesome. That is yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that that is one of the keys that I picked up in just reading this, where it says, if you are not listening, you will not hear the calls that are meant for you. So I think listening, and I I was going to share on that too, I think listening is just really important, being still enough and quiet enough and not distracted, just being still and quiet and listening. And in listening, we will hear. Thank you. Yeah, to me, you know, I... It's going into the silence. In the silence, you hear it. It's like, you know, shut your mind down if possible and just, you know, sit in the silence. And that's hard. I know for me, sometimes it's like I can do it and the mind starts to go. But if you just take that time, you be, it, the silence speaks volumes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is Lana. You know, I had a conversation with Jesus just yesterday about, (laughs) oh, he's so patient with me. You know, he reminds me so many times the same things over and over again. But, um, you know, he, in my meditative writing, he had said, um, 
I had written, I wrote it all down because I wanted to save it. Um, the very fact that you believe that you can actually think without God is so preposterous that you have badly frightened yourself with the making of the darkened world you see. And um, it just got me thinking, and, I, and, you know, my experience with Jesus, and I have to qualify that by saying when I say Jesus, it represents to me the Christ mind we all share. So Jesus represents that part of my mind that's in all of our minds, the one mind we share, in, you know, in, in the sonship, the Christ mind. And, <laughs> you know, in my questions, I answer myself, but um, I'll, I'll try to go through it. Uh, quickly, um, if I can't think without God, what am I doing? Who is this that I call thinking and I perceive as thinking? And um, the answer came back. It is a pseudo form of thinking that you call thinking, for lack of a better word. It is an illusion of thinking just like everything is in this world of seeming form. And he went on to say, before the separation, there was no need for thinking because everything was known. When you know everything, what is there to think about? He has a quite a good sense of humor. Um, after the fall or the separation, the idea of thinking was born out of your desire to know. Now, now it's thinking keeps you stuck in trying to figure everything out that you don't know. So you are so filled up with mind clutter that you can't hear the thoughts you think with God. For that is the only true thinking that occurs. You have forgotten that only a still and quiet mind can hear anything of truth and of God. You know, so we knew everything before separation. There was no reason to think. And so after the separation or the idea of separation came into our minds, we were so busy. We had this inner desire to know because unconsciously we came from an awareness of knowing everything. So unconsciously after the separation we had an innate desire to know which kept us so busy trying to figure things out that we couldn't access the knowing that we already had <laughs> if that makes any sense and and we're so uh, we're, we're so stuck in trying to our minds are so cluttered up with these um you know, what we call illusions of thinking, the idea of thinking is so cluttered up and noisy with the mind chatter of trying to figure things out that um, you can't hear anything with all that ruckus going on. So <laughs> I just thought when, Paula, you mentioned about the still and quiet mind, it just brought me back to yesterday when I had that conversation with Jesus and um, it just kind of 
we have this burning desire to know um, from our state of the separated self because we came from our original true self knew everything. It didn't need to think. It didn't need to ask questions. It just knew. And so now we're like dumb, you know, and, and so, but we still have this desire to know. And I love in A Course of Love, uh, he emphasizes this coming of the new and welcoming the unknown and um, and just being open and quiet enough so and still it's more of a stillness so that we can actually hear that and recognize that we already know everything. We've got the super Google of the mind. We've got the infinite mind of God at our disposal. Um, when we choose to listen. So anyway, I'm sorry I went on so long. I'm complete. I'm oh not. my God, no, that was I'm fantastic. Not. Thank you. <laughs> you can go on forever. I love it. Thank you. <clears throat> you know, Lana, while you were sharing, I was thinking that, you know, you're right on about all of that. And I love the way the course will explain it as all that mind shatter is basically our intellect trying to figure things out that part of our ego or the intellect at least, that part of ourselves that has to intellectualize everything, that has to figure everything out and know everything. And of course, in this, in, in this course, we're asked to let our heart lead, not our intellect. And of course, what we've been doing our whole lives is letting our intellect lead, as you just described so beautifully. Instead of having our heart lead and our intellect following, we, we were doing it all backwards. So I don't know if that even makes sense, but that's but even- what I got even that came from a place of innocence because mm-hmm. the motivation for it was because we always, always knew everything. So yeah. it was like inner child um, trying to recapture what it already knew but had forgotten. And so mm-hmm. um, yeah, it is mind chatter of the ego. And I think um, you're right. Jesus uh, or Holy Spirit directs us to our heart because our mm-hmm. heart doesn't think. Our heart is not a thinking mechanism. In our but, hearts, we can find the quiet and the stillness that we need in order to hear. So thank you right for on. that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Thanks, Lana. Lana, thank you. This is just, I, I so love. I, I'd ask you, if you would, please be willing to re- read once again what you wrote down from Jesus, just so that we can go full circle on this. Um, would you would you be willing to read that again? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, I'll start from my question, um, if that's okay. Uh, question: If I can't think without God, what am I doing? What is this in quotes that I call thinking? and I perceive as thinking. Um, And then the answer came back. It is a pseudo form of thinking that you call thinking, for lack of a better word. It is an illusion of thinking, just like everything is in this world of seeming form. And then he goes on to say, before the separation, There was no need for thinking because everything was known. When you know everything, what is there to think about? 
after the separation, the idea of thinking was born out of your desire to know. Now it thinking keeps you stuck in trying to figure out everything. Listen on the other side. You are so filled up with mind chatter that you can't hear the thoughts you think with God. For that is the only true thinking that occurs. You have forgotten that only a still and quiet mind can hear anything of truth and of God. Um, and he, he, I didn't read it all. He goes on to say, begin here. Stop thinking. Stop thinking and observe what shows up in your mind. Remember, you, you, sh- you, you share and are a part of the infinite mind of God. It knows everything. You can ask it anything. You need only to stop thinking. <laughs> and the answer will show up in your mind without any effort on your part. Um, you know, and and I've you know, and I experience that is true. Exactly what he's saying. You know, when I mm-hmm. when I need to know something, I ask Holy Spirit. Usually, I ask, "What is the truth of this?" And then I stop thinking about it. I go about my day, and uh, sooner or later, I'll notice that the answer to whatever I needed to know is right there in my mind. It was there all the time, all the time. So, anyhow. That's it. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. yeah, thank you, Lana. Thank, thank you, Lana. I love how you, that um, you remember that it was always there in your mind. You, you know, we forget that. Yeah. Yes. It was, it's there now, and it will always be there. Anything mm-hmm. we need to know. We're a part of the mind of God. We're a part of the Christ yeah. mind. And it knows everything. It's only like, mm-hmm. you know, when we go off, and we try to figure things out separate from God, that um, we get stuck in the muck of it all and just confuse yeah. ourselves. Yeah. That is the truth. <laughs> right right from the beginning of, the, of your sharing there, in the first sentence, Lana, I, I was just, I was right with you just celebrating this and recognizing this and and seeing more and more this distinction between simply receiving and uh, figuring it out, <laughs> figuring out what to be said, which of course is this role of this activity within the intellect <clears throat> that also yeah. uh, seems to seems to in this world um, <clears throat> be necessary to be in relationship with people by simply figuring or thinking things out, contrasted to simply being open and receiving what is to be shared and leaving it at that, or watching what unfolds from from that. And as you went on to talk and share more and more, um, it just continued to be an expression or an extension of what you originally gave us. and it's sweet. Thank you. Um, yeah. I just I recently 
you know, we'd been, we'd been reading through the sections in the days, the 40 days and 40 nights about channeling, and that has just really stuck with me at this point, that this channeling, that, that whatever is being channeled is available to everyone. The question is, is whether we are open, are we willing to receive it? And this is our role. Uh, our role of being able to receive and continue to extend and share. And, and you're a shining light in that regard, Lana. That's what I'm seeing here. Um, yeah. And it just fits so nicely. Thank you. Amen. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Reverend Bell. We're Mel. all receiving, all channels are receiving content from the Christ mind, from the higher mind. And we can identify yes, yes. it in, in whatever way we want. I call it Jesus, you know. Mm-hmm. You can call it Mickey Mouse if you want, but it's, your, it's the higher, um, it's the recognition of the Christ mind. It's Christ consciousness making itself yes. available. And like you say, you know, Reverend Bill, it's there for everybody. And when we decide to listen to it, it speaks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's always available when we're not too busy trying to figure it out ourselves. Uncomplete. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, man. Thank you. <laughs> right on, Lana. Thank yeah, you. Right on. <laughs> it, it, brings, it brings a question to mind for myself that I've been pondering a little while. Is being the unborn and the undying essence of being, that which is prior to language, that which is prior to the name that I was given. And now that I've found myself here, um, it's just amazing how we uh, give knowledge such a high priority versus listening. And so I truly appreciate your words as uh, listening will bring unknowing rather than just information to to appease the intellect, you might say. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's yeah, just, uh, you know, it's, it's different than the knowledge that we understand as far as learning from a book. Yeah. It's something oh you, you <laughs> have to put to practice. Thank you. I'm completely. Yeah. Sure yeah, keep it right, in the Bhagavad Gita. Oops, I'm sorry. So am I. It just sure keeps me busy or keeps us busy. I know when, I, when I'm in that mode, uh, as opposed to being open to what is coming through to be shared. And uh, I just celebrate what I'm watching unfolding in this regard as far as being able to make that distinction and and just savor it in that regard. So thank you. Oh man, thank you. Yeah. Amen. Amen, that's right. I think the beautiful part is that we all have the ability to hear and receive mm-hmm. when we listen. Yeah. It's there. It's within us. It's just there. And, and again, I would offer this. Way. 
I would offer this, that um, I can recognize that this receiving occurred throughout my life. However, so rarely, uh, there wasn't, there wasn't any, any means of, of holding on to it or attaching to it and, and saying, well, this is what I want to be hearing. It just got commingled with the rest of my busy mind. Um, that, that just reiterates that this is available to everyone and we have these glimpses or I have these glimpses. I've had these glimpses throughout the years where there was just a moment of saying, ah, yes, that's the answer. And, and then, then right after that, the, the decision, well, from now on, I'm just going to go this way. This is going to make it all better. You know, and there's the ego kicking into it. But um, to be able to hear that, that voice when we're peaceful, when we're open, where in, we're in a place of openness and able to receive. Yeah. Um, clearly, the awareness and the willingness is on the arise throughout this world. Yeah, Thank I think so too. Sure. Yeah, it's like um, you have these, like you were saying, Reverend Bill, we all experience it, and the experience is like, uh, where did that come from? You know, the thought will pop into the mind, and you know you didn't have anything to do with it. You know, so it's like, where did that come from? And for years, you know, in my meditative writing, I've been calling it the thoughts that I do not think. And then, you know, when Lee Flynn talked me into buying this book, you know, I was at the conference, and I, I, I stopped in the bookstore, and there it was sitting on a table, and I opened it up randomly, and the first sentence that I read was, your first experiences of unity will come in the thoughts you do not think. Now, <laughs> I've been writing the same words for years, so I knew I had to buy this book. <laughs> I knew it had something I was supposed no to find no it. Talk about synchronicities. That was amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I thank Lee to this day for pushing me to buy the book because <laughs> I wasn't open to it in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Lana. Thank you, Lana. Thank you. Thank you, The immortalized words for me was, all that you're dealing with will be resolved in a matter of time. And the way I describe it is, this came to me as a feeling, and I translated it into thoughts or into words. Oh, wow. Mm. Powerful. Yes. Yeah, I was just thinking about that, that we are all capable of receiving all of the information or all of everything and anything that's available, and then we interpret it. Mm-hmm. Yes. What it means for us and to us, yeah. Yes. And it, it comes to how do you interpret, do your mind or your heart? 
Exactly right. And that's where, again, the listening comes in, feeling mm-hmm. it and experiencing it as a complete whole concept will give me, always, yeah. always gives me the entire picture rather than if I try and figure it out and put some words to it, then it always comes through mm-hmm. as more specific and less, um, less fulfilling, I guess. Yeah. yeah. The concept gives me the wholeness. Yeah, yeah, the experience of it, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, like when we started out, you know, Lana, but I said about the flow of life, it's just like, just open up to it. Don't try to resist it. Don't fight it. Go with it. But, you know, within us, there's always that, you know, that resistance, you know, that tugging. You know, that uh, <laughs> still go down to the yeah. main. It's the fear. There's this inner fear. And, you know, when I first heard, I don't know who in my travel said that fear is because you fear God. And like, no, I don't. But think about it. Go deep with that one. Do I really fear God? What am I afraid of? Is that the human in me? Is it something within the soul? Am I going to lose anything? Am I going to gain? You know, you go so deep with that one question. Do I fear God? And God is light. So am I fearing life? And it goes in a circle, huh? Yeah, that can go in a circle. Um, What just came to me as you were sharing that was not fear so much, was trust. Do I trust God? Yeah. And, yeah, do I trust that God is going to lead me along the right path? And the other thing is, what am I fearing or what am I resisting and blocking? And Mm -hmm. what I've always found with myself is that it's some belief that I'm not even aware that I hold. It's just some belief. That's a deep question. Yeah. It begs the question in mind, if I was born in the forgetfulness and I fell in love with the world which I was born within, and in that love I was misguided in my love, my trust, and I wasn't aware of my misguidance because of the forgetfulness that I was born into, then who is at fault in the forgetfulness? Mm-hmm. Or was it done on purpose for the purpose of growth and strengthening? And is it fear or is it something that strengthens the resistance is something that we use to grow and expand and become greater, greater than the resistance itself? Oh, well, this is a question that keep, comes to mind inside of me, mm-hmm. and because uh, I hear question. people, yeah, I hear people talk about fear and resistance, and I fear it's all part of a purpose. It's all part of being here. The forgetfulness, the tiny mad idea, was not a mistake, but it did happen, and it did occur, but it was all done on purpose. Yeah. 
And I'm always, you know, it just befuddles my intellect because my intellect can't figure that out. <laughs> There's no figuring out. Awesome. That's the perfect question for Christ consciousness. And Jesus gave me like uh, 10 quick steps on what to do. He says, I'll read them real quick. Ask, ask a question. Write it down if you need to. Then stop thinking about the question. Stop trying to figure out the answer. Stop all mind activity. Become still and silent of mind. Expect the answer to come, and it will come without any effort by you. It is Christ consciousness you are asking, and it is Christ consciousness that answers you. Call it whatever you like. Um, and that, oh, I wrote so small. Receive the answer. It is the mind you share with God. Christ consciousness, mm-hmm. he's reminding me, is the mind I share with God. It knows everything. So tonight, Charles, write the question down and then stop thinking about it. <laughs> That's an awesome process. <laughs> yeah, that will definitely work. That will definitely yeah. work. Yeah. Great process. Stop yeah. trying to it's figure it out. The answer will yeah, come to you without your effort. <laughs> you know, it's so insulting to the ego. You know, it's so insulting to the ego. You know, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if we have healthy enough egos, and by healthy, I mean <laughs> absolutely knows its place. An ego that is willing to be loved, an ego that is willing to take its place within the wholeness of who we are. We are so much more than our little egos. We are immensely more than that. Yes. And if we, you yeah. know, and if and my my ego, I feel now is kind of healthy in that it doesn't think it's everything. It knows that it is part of a greater wholeness. There's a greater whole within me and my little ego is just something that operates in the physical universe. That's it. And it's taken mm. its place and it's allowing itself to be loved and integrated within the whole. Yeah. I always felt that like you wrap that ego in love and watch how, yes. how, how easy it gets. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And Charles, your answer lies deep within yourself and you will discover it. Because you want to. And you have the ability to. And Lana, your process was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you, dear one. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you all. I started to share before, um, and I might have shared this before on this call. If I do, if I did, just shut me up. But in the Bhagavad Gita, in the Bhagavad Gita, it said before... They call it the fall. Before the fall or separation, there was no spoken or written language. It wasn't needed because minds communicated with one another. And you have to assume it was the Christ mind they were communicating with. So after the fall, they had to establish a written and spoken language. You know, they didn't know how to communicate. And so... um, you know, they. You know, I guess at that point they made up the bodies with a mouth and ears, and they mm-hmm. wrote 
they made up a language. You know that that all became yep. necessary when the idea yep. of separation entered the mind. Otherwise, yep. none of it was needed. We didn't need bodies. We didn't need anything other than the mind we shared with God. Always peace. Very true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. This this physical universe that we inhabit is nothing more than a training ground. It's a training school. We're here to learn how to manipulate energy, how to materialize our, our inner selves as within, so without. And we get to see how we create what we create through our thoughts and feelings. It's a big training ground, and it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's sure many other things, too. It's that obstacle course. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Keep going around in circles. Trying to find the other end. <laughs> God playing oh, candid camera. Yeah, okay, the camera. Remember that show? <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Well, as we know, there's no beginning and there is no ending. Eternity, infinity, is just it just is. Hmm. For me, it's just a matter of where I choose to place my awareness in any given moment. My conscious focus. What am I going to focus on? Yeah. Yeah. I like what Jesus okay. says. Life is just but like a vapor. Mm-hmm. Just best, you know, in the infinite of time, life is but a vapor. Yeah. 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 And consciousness will always create form. It's just that... Oops, sorry. No, go ahead, Lana. I was just thanking Charles. I really liked what he said about Lysis butter vapor. Not hold, not strong enough to hold up a feather. <laughs> mhm. And yet, while we choose to come in here... Yeah, huh? With both feet. Yeah. Happily With both feet, eyes wide open. <laughs> oh, not so wide open, no. <laughs> oh no, we we, uh, we our eyes are wide open. We do get oh, we yeah. do get to um, absolutely choose to come into this particular dimension, and oh, there are many, 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 many untold dimensions that reality can op- reality operates through, or dimensions mm. through which reality operates. And this is just one. The physical dimension is only one of many. One of many. And here we get to see mass. We get to see materialization in actual physical mass form. In most other dimensions, there's still form. It's just not physical. It's not made of mass. It's made of of, of, um, electromagnetic units. Electromagnetic. Tripping over my words. <laughs> this is where the yeah. party is. <laughs> yeah. <Part of> the <laughs> oh yeah. This is just one of many parties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a like a, a masquerade party, you know. Yes, you know, exactly that. right. Well, we don physical bodies. It's like Halloween every day. Yeah. And we put on our costume, which is our physical mm-hmm. body, and then we dress up the costume. 
We put on trousers or a dress or whatever. But we're here to learn something, obviously. And I think that what you, what we guys are doing, and you all are just absolutely amazing souls. And I think that what we're doing, to me, is just the highest form of being human. And so I just want to you thank know. each and every one of you because you have just been such so great, so immensely wonderful. I just want to take this moment to express my gratitude. And thank you. I think we all feel that. But, you know, it's amazing, too, you know, particularly, you know, the COVID, what a negative, you know, uh, connotation. You know, COVID was like probably the worst thing. You know, everybody, it was deaths, whatever, how they made it, the ugliness of it. But because of COVID and because of technology, you know yeah. how many, imagine how many souls have come together because of mm-hmm. technology, whether mm-hmm. it was, you know, the video, Zoom, phone, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and being shut in, like people, mm-hmm. like souls were just grasping to have that connection, that connection. And it is wonderful. Oh, my God, it's just so completely yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I've never been angry at COVID. I think it was just an opportunity that was mass created mm-hmm. in order to provide the atmosphere so that this kind of dialoguing can take place. And I'm sure we're not the only ones. I, I truly think that there are po- uh, pockets all over the globe that are doing the all same over. thing. And they're yeah. growing and growing. They're coming mm-hmm. together. I, yeah. 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 That's the sense I got of it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to call this call to a halt for the evening. Before you do, sweetheart, can we talk about next week? Yeah, true. Thank you, Julie. Reverend Bill, so do you feel you can be able to, you know, I might, you know, I don't know where I'm I'm going to be staying in a hotel. I don't know if they're going to have Wi-Fi, but I'm going to bring my iPad and my phone, so... If I can come on, I'll come on, you know, and even start the call and all. But just in case, are you going to be there as my backup, Reverend Bill? I'd appreciate it. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Thank you. Okay. And you know all the numbers and all that, so I don't have to give you that. Yes. Can I I make a reference before we call an evening? Oh, sure. Uh, there's there's a, a video on YouTube called The Next Level Soul. A woman oh. remembers life before birth. Remarkable truth revealed. It's about an hour and a half long, but it's well worth the listen. Uh, That's on call, YouTube? Yeah. Again. Next life? Level Soul. Okay, Next Level Soul. That's the name of the channel, yeah. yeah. Oh, at the last video, which is Woman Remembers Life Before Birth. But just in oh, type yes. Next Level Soul. It's a beautiful, beautiful okay. interview. <laughs> on YouTube. Very good. On YouTube, yeah. YouTube, yeah. Next Level Soul. on YouTube. And that's, unbelievable. and that's another thing that each of us as individuals possess the ability to remember that. The ability to know mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Charles, and thank you all. Yes. Thanks, Charles. Thank, thank you, Charles. Thank you, everybody. Much love, love you all. Stay safe, and I hope to be with you next week. If not, I'll be there definitely the following week. So, thank you. 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 Thank you.
So okay, thank you. Very Be safe. Good. good vacation, Paula. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, you stay safe. Thank you. I will try. Love you. Enjoy. All. You. <laughs> Love yep. you. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, everyone. Thank yeah. you. <clears throat> Welcome home, Bye Yvonne. <laughs> bye bye. Right in the closing. Oh, please, Paula. <laughs>